Welcome to Securely Managing Access and Identity in Government, sponsored by Radiant Logic. Now here's your host, John Gilroy. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Today's discussion is with Radiant Logic's Dieter Schuler, Vice President of Sales and Business Development. They are well known for providing a federated identity service based on virtualization. Dieter, please give us a thumbnail sketch of the identity problem that federal agencies face. Well, so before we talk about federal agencies specifically, let's look at the bigger picture. This problem is prevalent not only with federal agencies, but also in the commercial sector. You look at every new application that comes in the door, there's a number of things that have to happen. The, the application has to authenticate its users. It has to understand enough about the user to make appropriate access decisions. The further out you go in terms of SaaS or cloud, the less you're able to customize these applications. Yet, the applications have to figure out where to go to get all this information. And if you're like most organizations, that information is scattered across many different systems. So you look at employees, it's not just Active Directory, but a number of different forests, a number of different domains. There's usually some sort of a legacy uh, Sun or Oracle directory that exists. And then there's a number of uh, legacy systems like RACF or ACF2 or Top Secret or other databases or directories that make up uh, what I would call the existing identity infrastructure. In a perfect world, you would scrap all of that and you would build something that was going to meet the needs of all your future initiatives. The problem with that is you uh, scrap any of this or you change any of this and you have mission-critical stuff that's dependent on it that breaks. So the dilemma is how do you feed all of these new initiatives and yet preserve and honor the legacy that exists? The only way that you're going to get from where you are to where you want to be is to put in an abstraction layer, to put in a, a, a federated identity service based on virtualization that can meet the needs of all these new initiatives by leveraging what already exists and taking advantage of those investments. Now, a lot of people think that they're going to solve this problem with federation and providing uh, federated access to applications, right? What they don't realize until they start to get into it is that's only half the problem. That provides single sign-on and seamless integration across the applications, but it still doesn't address the fact that you've got uh, user populations and profile information scattered all over the place. If you look at the federal government specifically, there's a number of mandates or initiatives that uh, most of these agencies are facing. It starts at a high level with uh, the need to collaborate across agencies or even within an agency and the need for uh, more effective information sharing. From a security perspective, there's a mandate for PIV or CAC or some other form of uh, what I would call strong uh, certificate-based uh, authentication that goes beyond just passwords, right? Uh, in addition, fine-grained access is becoming a priority because one of these one of the things that these agencies have started to realize is it's not enough anymore to provide a, a role and put everyone in that role because it just doesn't work from an authorization perspective. You give people access to too much or you end up having to too many roles. So the, the term that everyone is starting to focus on now is access uh, attribute-based access control. And you add the move to the cloud and the fact that you're going to have to sync data even more and before you start opening up uh, different holes in your firewall, you have to rationalize that data uh, on-prem, and you start to see where the problem uh, starts to become very acute. Yeah. And in fact, one theme is is more users, more apps, you know, uh, more devices. And all of a sudden, let's say today you wake up in the morning, 9 o'clock, you're, you know, out of latency, and everyone's happy, everything's fine. And it could change by the end of the day. So you have to have some kind of a dynamic capability within this authorization process. Absolutely. Uh, and it... You know, it used to be pretty simple because you had employees accessing on-premise devices um, and on-premise applications. 
Well, now the good old days. <laughs> this is the good old days, right? And now the the requirement is it's hey, it's not just employees, but in the commercial space, it's uh, partners, vendors, customers. Uh, in the federal space, it's it's uh, constituents from different agencies or even citizens. It's not just uh, on-premise apps, but hybrid apps, cloud apps, SaaS apps, and it's not just uh, devices that are issued by the organization, but all kinds of uh, apps or, or devices that include BYOD. All right, so the further out you go on each of these uh, axes, the less control you have and the harder it is to manage security. And what most people have figured out is the perimeter is gone. And if you're not paying attention to identity, you don't have security. So the focus now is how do I build an identity dial tone or an identity service that's going to provide me with a way to just make a request and get what I need versus having to do customization for every new initiative that I have that's going to figure out where to go to get this stuff. And it's a matter of cost. This uh, customization for each new person is very, very costly in the administrative world. There's got to be a system that can be designed that'll reduce that cost. And if people are complaining about cost overruns, this is one phase here that people even talk about, do they? Absolutely. Right. If you look at the cost of each project to integrate that project into the existing identity infrastructure, it's fairly significant, not only in terms of money, but also time to delivery. If you can reduce that and make it predictable for every one of your new initiatives, and if you can do the heavy lifting once and do it right and make it reusable versus doing it every time, you can uh, reduce your cost significantly. Cost is one aspect, right? The other aspect is becoming an enabler versus becoming a bottleneck. If you look at many of these agencies and the, the people that are responsible for security or identity, a lot of times uh, the projects that come look at the, uh, the people in the security world as, as, as a bottleneck. What if you could turn that team into an enabler? Right? What if that team could help get this done faster versus telling you that you can't do it? Oh, well, that's the team that slows us down versus, oh, who is that team anyway yeah. because it's operating so smoothly? Yes. Just real quickly here, can you give us some of the federal mandates that uh, provide for stronger authentication? So let's talk about PIV and CAC. Um, and, and there's some talk that down the road it might be other certificate-based uh, strong authentication. Uh, we did a pilot at the Department of Homeland Security, for example, where uh, they had a number of legacy applications that couldn't integrate into a single sign-on or web access management or federation layer. They were just doing authentications against the directory. So the mandate is take these applications and have them support a PIV card. How do I do that without going and changing each application? What we were able to do was put in an abstraction layer that allowed, from the uh, back-end perspective, the uh, detection of the presence of a PIV card without having to change the applications. Mm. And, and so there's tremendous value in the hundreds of applications that exist that can't in, uh, be PIV-enabled or CAC-enabled that now work in this environment. Good. We're going to pause here for a short break. My guest today is Dieter Schuler, Vice President of Business Development, Radiant Logic. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Securely Managing Access and Identity in Government, sponsored by Radiant Logic on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. Today's federal mandates require stronger user authentication. However, many legacy systems can't handle these requirements. At the same time, the right people must have access to the right resources and nothing more. Radiant Logic offers a federated identity service that leverages your identity investments. This agency-tested plug-and-play solution works dynamically with all of your existing identity sources, allowing you to protect your key assets and adapt to new initiatives without reinventing the identity system. Find out more at RadiantLogic.com. 
Welcome back to the discussion, Securely Managing Access and Identity in Government, sponsored by Radiant Logic on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. My guest today is Dieter Schuler, Vice President of Business Development at Radiant Logic. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. You know, everyone's read about Edward Snowden, and we all know that he had the keys to the kingdom. He could have access to just about everything. And just last week, I was talking to a guy named uh, General Earl Matthews. He led the red team at the Air Force, and he said, look, the bad guys are inside the wall. You know, you don't worry about your edge. Worry about what's right in front of you, which is he called granular access. So this is exactly what you play with, isn't it? This is one of the areas that we uh, have a tremendous amount of value around. Uh, And I'll I'll give you an example of some of the work that we've done with uh, NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and uh, NCCOE in conjunction with MITRE, where they put together a blueprint and a lab for effectively managing uh, access rights. And the challenge is always, if you don't have the ability to provide access at a granular enough level, you end up giving people access to more than they need, right? And it's the more than they need that usually causes the problem. And your example with Snowden is a, excuse me, great example of that, right? So what we've done there is uh, worked with NIST and NCCOE to put together a lab that shows in an environment where systems are fragmented, where they're often incompatible, where they operate in isolation, and where that whole system and process is prone to errors, inconsistencies, and uh, as a result, the uh, opportunity for people to exploit, both from a, uh, an insider perspective as well as an attack- attacker perspective. The, uh, the, the lab basically shows a way to centrally issue and validate uh, and modify or revoke access rights based on very easy to understand business rules. And when you can do that, uh, what you've done is you've, you've put the control in the hands of the people that are making the business decisions. And you've provided a way to provide access to only things that people should have without giving them too much. And this access isn't uh, cast in granite somewhere. You know, it's changing all the time. Yeah. There's changing access. There's limiting time. So it's, it's changing the level of access, a certain amount of time available for the access. And then uh, the data itself can change, and that access can be dynamic with that. This is, this is not a moving target. This is a target in three or four dimensions changing hourly. Absolutely. It's, it's extremely complex. And um, if, you, if you have the ability to – all of this in an ideal world is based on, on the data that exists about the user. And if you have the ability to understand in real time that information about this user has changed, then your access policies can reflect that, and, and uh, your decision policies can, can reflect that. So – if, if your access is based on the fact that somebody is in a particular location, they're working on a particular project, they have a specific type of clearance, if they're no longer part of that project, if you don't know that, then they have access to things that they probably shouldn't have access to. So all of this has to be delivered at the speed of a directory because these decisions about who can do what are made in real time. And the foundational components that are required to make this work are the ability to proxy back to all the underlying systems that have that this data and or if you look at more of the meta directory world understand that something has changed in these systems and reflect that in a cache or some sort of a persistent data store that you that you know you can rely on a framework that's what you provide exactly yeah. in many in many ways it's similar to what uh, <laughs> VMware did maybe 10 15 years ago where they're providing a framework to dynamically access storage if you look at VMware, it's a, it's a great example. The, the value that VMware provided for operating systems and hardware was it made the investments that people had much more uh, reusable. 
if you take that same concept and you apply it to virtualizing identity, you can start to see that if you have made uh, investments in all, all sorts of existing identity stores and you make that more flexible and reusable for all your new initiatives, what the value prop uh, starts to, to become there. We're right here in Washington, D.C. We know every four years there's big changes in the federal government. But also, you know, I have friends work for the federal government. Many times they don't start at one agency and spend 30 years at one agency. They may move from agency to agency to agency. And the question is, what about their access? What about their privileges at the new agency? Do you just carry that along with you? Start from scratch? I mean, this is another component in this dynamic capability of access is that not not only is the data changing, but the humans are changing from agency. So he may have one level in one agency. All of a sudden it drops down to nothing. Absolutely. And uh, you know, today he might be a contractor, tomorrow he might be an employee. Um, we, we saw this uh, with a number of uh, uh, agencies in the DOD where that same person exists multiple times uh, because they have different personas, because they had different interactions at different times. Uh, we see that in the, in the world of uh, uh, healthcare and higher ed where somebody is a student and a patient. So uh, understanding that it's the same person across all these different systems mm. And being able to deliver the context about that person, depending on the interaction, on is their attributes. Critical. Yeah, you yes. talk about attributes earlier. I was uh, touring a data center a couple weeks back, and uh, I thought of this phrase: guns, guards, and gates. And and there's all kinds of protect. I mean, you can't even believe some of the protection they have in these data centers here. But um, you know, physical access is one thing, but there's changing technology. There's remote access, by the way. There's dynamically increasing the number of users. There's responding to an identity challenge. Now, there, timely manner we brought up earlier is that, you know, if a general walks in the door and he's challenged, he's not going to wait 15 minutes. you got to have that answer quickly, don't you? Absolutely. And, and you know, there's not much difference, really, between physical access and digital access, right? It's, it's just a different type of resource. And if you can understand holistically all of the different access and manage it centrally, that buys you a lot. And for different uh, interactions, there's different uh, types of authentication that need to take place or potentially even different types of authorization, right? So if, if you're interacting with me just to read a document, right, that's very different than if you were to do a financial transaction with me, right? So I need to take that into account as well. And the ability to understand that context of the user is absolutely critical for those types of interactions. I think the listeners should know that your company has been in business since 2000. And when MITRE partners with a company, they don't go <laughs> grab someone from the 7-Eleven and partner with them on identity management. So you have a very well-respected uh, um, identity outside the federal government and within the federal government as well. So when you talk about NIST and, and MITRE, these are, these are serious players in this game of identity management. Absolutely. And we've seen this challenge uh, across not only the IC and the DOD, but also some of the other agencies like DHS or VA or USDA or Department of Justice. And it's generally the same set of problems articulated slightly differently every single time. We're completely different from maybe the agency. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. we have people have to have remote access and it changes. Oh, that's new, isn't it? Yeah. So if you can have a framework that's adaptable, that's a way to produce these services that are efficient for the federal government. Yeah. Uh, the way to think about it is an identity dial tone. If I'm, if I'm traveling to Europe and I have an appliance that has a, a plug that's different than the outlet, I either have to change the plug or change the outlet or I have to buy a converter. Hmm. If I have a converter that's flexible enough, I can plug in anything into any outlet and it works. Perfect. We're going to pause here for a short break. My guest today is Dieter Schuler, Vice President of Business Development at Radiant Logic. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Securely Managing Access and Identity in Government, sponsored by Radiant Logic on Federal News Radio 1500 AM 
and federalnewsradio.com. Today's federal mandates require stronger user authentication. However, many legacy systems can't handle these requirements. At the same time, the right people must have access to the right resources and nothing more. Radiant Logic offers a federated identity service that leverages your identity investments. This agency-tested plug-and-play solution works dynamically with all of your existing identity sources, allowing you to protect your key assets and adapt to new initiatives without reinventing the identity system. Find out more at RadiantLogic.com. Welcome back to the discussion, Securely Managing Access and Identity in Government, sponsored by Radiant Logic on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. My guest today is Dieter Schuler, Vice President of Business Development Radiant Logic. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. Earlier, you mentioned your company's been around since 2000 and has worked with many, many different federal agencies. Well, in Missouri, they say, show me, don't they? <laughs> show me. Give me an idea of uh, an agency you've helped with this federated identity concept. So one of the things that's, that's common is the need for different user populations to come together for collaboration purposes. So think about a portal or think about a knowledge sharing environment. Uh, you look at uh, an organization like FEMA, when they respond to any kind of a disaster, there's people from different agencies that have to come together. Uh, and uh, each one of those agencies tends to own their identities. And in fact, if you go to some of these agencies and say, give me a copy of your identity, from a business and political perspective, that doesn't go over very well because these guys all want to own and control that and rightfully so. So how do you allow them to keep control but give them a way to publish and secure that so that they can play part of the, the bigger role. And so, uh, you know, you, you have an, a, a project within FEMA, a bunch of different agencies come together. You need to know who can fly a helicopter because you don't want people that aren't authorized to fly a helicopter flying a helicopter. All of that information exists within some of these local data stores across these local agencies. Uh, when that project is, is done, that whole group dissipates. Right, so you see that in the, uh, in the world of FEMA, you see that when you start to bring together people from different airports at TSA PreCheck, and many other examples like that. And when I think of FEMA, no one puts on their calendar, okay, September fifteenth, we're going to have a hurricane, and and Dieter, make sure you get to work at eight o'clock that morning. No, you have to do it dynamically, and it could be middle of the night, could be on Christmas. I mean, the, the, these characteristics of identity management are dynamic and unpredictable. Absolutely. The, the success of that entire effort is based on how fast they respond and how effectively they respond. So if you have uh, information about all the people, you understand what their profile is, you understand what they can and can't do, uh, you have a successful operation. right? And that applies, by the way, to not only uh, things like FEMA, but also any kind of joint programs within the DID or anything that is combat uh, command within the DOD. You know, a mobile is uh, is important here. And we talk about hurricanes and FEMA. You got to think about mobile because it's not going to be within the beltway here. And um, I keep thinking of PIV and, and mobile. And, and there's a, a, a quote that's floating around the industry. It says, PIV may or may not be around, but the PIV process is what's really valuable here. So the concept may change, but the, the process is important. Absolutely. And, you know, today it's a PIV card or a CAT card. Tomorrow it may be some other sort of certificate-based uh, strong authentication or even other forms of strong authentication. The idea is that you should be able to change that without having to have to go back and, and have to change every single application that needs that, right? And so if you have this layer that loosely couples or decouples the application from all of the different identity sources that the application needs, then what you've done is you've shielded the application from all of the inadequacies or all the complexities that exist within the environment, which have to exist, right? So for the application developer, developer or for the application owner, it's very easy. Just point me somewhere, I'm gonna make a, a 
a request. It could be LDAP, it could be REST, it could be uh, a number of other protocols, including some of the Federation protocols. And I know that I'm going to get what I need in the format, schema, and structure that I need it. And I'm going to get the ability to not only understand the basic information about that user, but all of the context around that user that can be represented in different hierarchies. I facetiously made a comment about predicting a hurricane in September. But but there are future situations that you have to adapt to, and many of the future situations, you cannot predict what's going to happen. I mean, Absolutely. you'd love to, be able to predict a hurricane. It could be it could be anything, and it could be something that has happened that it can't be. So you have to have a, uh, a flexible system, not only for adapting to things today, but also down the road in the future. Yeah. Anytime there's change, you have to do two things. You have to respect what's there, and you can't break that. And you have to be able to adapt to that change. And so uh, if you look at, from a technology perspective, what Radiant does with the Federated Identity Service, we connect to everything that's there, we rationalize it, and we expose it to the consumer at the speed of a directory where you have guaranteed availability, uh, guaranteed performance, and guaranteed scalability. Last night I was talking to a gentleman who started his own company. He just left the federal government. And we talked about this five-weight strategies, and it was a good discussion. But just remember, he just left the federal government. Well, what about his privileges and his rights there? Did it automatically end? Was it time out? I mean, was there a policy involved in that? And and, and what privileges does he have right now? I mean, it, it may, he may be able to log in. I mean, this is a key concept here with the people coming and going all the time. Yeah, and in many cases, uh, you never know. And so uh, people look at solving this problem from three different dimensions. They look at the governance aspect of it, uh, who can do what. Right. Give me a report on who, who has access to this resource or here's a person, tell me what they can do. They look at it from an administration perspective. Uh, when somebody joins the organization, I want them to have these rights. When somebody leaves or changes their function or role or, or um, uh, title, I want to change their, their access rights. And certainly when they leave, I want to revo revoke everything that they have. That's it. Right? And then you look at that from a real-time access perspective and all of those policies have to be not only in place and understood, but they have to be enforced at the right time. And I wrote down the word automated, because you can't have a checklist every morning and say, okay, Dieter's here, John, okay. What are you going to do it for 40,000 people? You can't. It's got to be automated. You, you absolutely cannot. You have to automate this, and you have to rely on business people being able to translate that into technology or vice versa. Uh, and you have to make it so that uh, uh, this is sustainable uh, going forward. Yeah, a sustainable, flexible process that can adapt to future requirements. And this mobile world is this big tsunami that's affecting us. It has to adapt to that as well. Absolutely. And, and the, the key is there's a lot of heavy lifting that has to happen here. If you do it once and you do it right and you provide it as a service to anything that needs to consume it, you're much better off than doing the same work over and over again. That's the definition of scalable. Yeah. I'd like to thank today's guest, Dieter Schuler, Vice President of Business Development Radiant Logic. I'm John Gilroy on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsradio.com and search Radiant Logic. Thank you for listening to Securely Managing Access and Identity in Government, sponsored by Radiant Logic on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. The entire program can be found on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Radiant Logic.
Today's federal mandates require stronger user authentication. However, many legacy systems can't handle these requirements. At the same time, the right people must have access to the right resources and nothing more. Radiant Logic offers a federated identity service that leverages your identity investments. This agency-tested plug-and-play solution works dynamically with all of your existing identity sources, allowing you to protect your key assets and adapt to new initiatives without reinventing the identity system. Find out more at RadiantLogic.com.